This is the Good Things Guy podcast with myself, Brendan DeCube, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy. I'm on a mission to change what the world pays attention to. I truly believe that there's good news all around us, and I spend my time hunting down and reporting on the best good news stories from South Africa and the world. In the Good Things Guy podcast, you'll meet these everyday heroes and hear their incredible stories. Rian Mansa is no stranger to the Good Things Jackpot. He's uh, featured a couple of times. We've spoken about his adventures, the crazy things that he's done, the records that he's set. And just last year, we discussed him taking a group of metrics to Antarctica. He's doing it again. And today, the announcement was made for the 100, the top 100 matriculants who have been selected to go to Antarctica. Not all of them are going to make it there. It is sort of a race to, I think, the top five. But we have Rian Mansa back on the jackpot today. Rian, welcome. Hey, Brent. Listen, thank you. You make me feel a bit guilty, eh? Thinking, gee, I wish I had a plane big enough to take the 100, eh? Well, you know, I, I think it would be plane and resources, right? Um, taking these metrics to Antarctica. Before we get to what that final number is, can you tell me or tell our listeners what this whole initiative is about? Well, Brent, it was born out of, I think, what many people's story was around COVID and lockdown and just seeing where new opportunities lie. And, and the opportunities for me personally were lying in Antarctica and in doing an expedition there. I've always just been fascinated, especially just by the history. And, and you know, when you think about it, why did the guys 100 and whatever years ago, 10 years ago, want to go and look for in the South Pole, and essentially they were just looking for um, an ego um, satisfier and, and for them to be able to say I was the first guy to get to the South Pole. Now, man, I, I just wanted to go and see this mysterious place. I realized COVID wasn't going to let me. And then I started chatting to a couple of friends that I've got from a business called Elsie in Cape Town. Um, really, really good people, Vasily and Marella. And they just loved this vision of mine when I said to them, you know, can I do something similar, yeah, obviously very different, but very, something similar to what I did in the Odyssey where I rode across an ocean with Fana Fakile. And then they said, they love the idea. I mean, it was, you know, a half an hour, a chat, and then it was born. We didn't know the complications we'd have brain. So listen, let's, let's not mince any words. It's been difficult to get the guys there last year, especially in this guy, this year also. But um, essentially, Matrix in Antarctica takes five promising students that have got a, a, a take on the environment and are solution driven. We don't want the robust conversation and the, the political rhetoric that gets bandied around. You know, I feel sometimes self-promotion happens through discussion about the environment and then no results or benefit for the environment in the end. And we want these five students that come through our Matrix and Antarctica alumni to actually go out in the big, bad world and to go make a difference. So tell me, you've done this expedition, end of 2020, beginning of 2021 was the last time you sort of took five matriculants out. What was that whole experience like for them? Well, I tell you what, um, I want to challenge you. Try take five 18-year-olds, hormones racing. Yes, trying to manage them on an airplane and take them to a place where their parents can't find them, you know, Antarctica. So now they're, they're listen, they're challenges. And, and it was awesome just getting through the logistics of COVID as well. But the expedition was one that was not going to be any way life-threatening. It was going to be in its own right, just something extremely exotic. I mean, Brent, you and I sit around a table and we'd, we would absolutely agree that a bucket list place, Antarctica would fall into that list if we were making that list. And the expedition is really that. It's the, 
you know, you asked now what was the experience like? And as you were saying that, I just realized, my goodness me, that moment when the plane touched down on the ice. It doesn't land on a runway like you'd get at um, JFK or in Cape Town International. It's landing on a block of ice as smooth as a baby's bottom. And, and it's, a, it's a huge plane. It's um, a Lucian. It's as big as the Hercules 130s. And um, you wouldn't think that a plane could land there. So if you want to know what it was like, I wish you could just have a screen grab of these guys' faces I'm realizing that they just touched down on the world's biggest ice block. Mm, I can only imagine. It is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and a bucket list experience for many. And these, these sort of young matriculants are getting the opportunity to really experience that, which is unreal. Um, how long sure. do they stay on what you've called this big ice block? Some of the teachers have asked us to make it a one-way ticket, but we've declined that, so we, we, don't, make it, um, we don't pander to any of that type of um, chatter. So, you know, listen, seriously, we, we budget um, six days. Last year's was a six-day budget. We eventually stayed for seven just because of weather conditions. But this year, again, we'd be looking at the six-and-a-half days. And Brent, it goes according to a schedule that our um, logistics partners, LC, actually um, have to comply with. So many of the Antarctic bases that are over there and doing work there already, they service. So they would then go and do paradrops. Now, the paradrops are essentially just big parachutes, tie a, a bunch of or, or a big bag to it with hundreds of thousands of liters of diesel and food, et cetera, et cetera, for the guys seeing winter through over there, we piggyback on those flights, Brent, and that's why it then takes, why we allowed that longer period. Otherwise, if Matrix in Antarctica was um, considering, you know, other options, it would mean we'd be in and out within a day. Not many planes that fly into Antarctica actually hang around. Ah, I see, I see. And Rian, how... um. Or how did the matriculants apply for this? Because it's been running for quite some time, correct? Yeah, we give them one month entry. We're quite strict this year. We actually spoke about, again, what happened last year was, was, was obviously all new to us. Inaugural year, learnings around every single little corner. But we, we realized once we had got to, I don't know if it's just matrix and um, these adolescents, but I think that once they realized, ah, we've missed the chance and now we need to um, get off our behinds and we got a last chance or an extra chance to actually enter. They did. And, you know, they more than tripled the entries when we gave them another week. This year, we decided none of that. We, it's a big job to go through all the entries. So all they had to do was answer, us, answer a question for us, very short, whether they wanted it to be two sentences or 20 sentences. Brent, we wanted to know the students that apply for this. And, and if you ask me what I read between the lines of these essays, if you could call it, that they give us, is I wanted to see enthusiasm, somebody that was understanding this is something you need to fight for. And um, we get the guys answering a, a question that relates to the environment. What would you do in your own environment? So what would Brent do in, um, I forget where you live, somewhere in Joburg. And I mean, if you talked about, you spoke about your own community in um, four ways, you'd be saying, let's clean up that river that runs through my estate, or let's do this, or let's do that. We just want to know from these kids who live in Butterworth, Kailicha, um, Chaba. we wanted to know what would you do back home? Forget about saving Antarctica. Forget about saving the Pacific garbage patch, etc., etc. Tell us what you do at home. And then, Brent, that was the entry. We evaluated the top 100 that got announced today on that um, submission. Mm-hmm. And again, just to reiterate, especially the grade 11s that are listening, 
man alive, show enthusiasm in your entry because that's what gets you across the line. And were a lot of the, the sort of essays that you call them, were, were they quite inspirational? Were these kids talking about leadership and, and creating positive change uh, for tomorrow within their own communities? Yeah, Brent, you know what I personally like? You know, we've got Delisha Davids, who's a PhD student at Stellenbosch University under um, Professor Reddy and Professor Janssen. And she leads our educational point of the spear um, where she drills down. She's a little bit more academic than me. But we did get many essays. I mean, for her, she really liked the fastidious um, approach that some of these students had. I personally really liked it when I heard the guy say simple things like, what well, simple would be the wrong word. I see the basic concept of saying, I'm going to get in touch with my counselor and ask my counselor for a meeting and discuss these ideas of, have about the Henops River and the plastic that's busy piling up in one section of it. So I, we, we love those, um, that approach, and we did get some of those. The ones that were a little bit airy-fairy, I'd, I'd, I'd call them that, but I don't think that they are. I think the students that talk about geospatial science, the ones that talk um, about, you know, things that Elon Musk would probably dabble in. I mean, th- those um, entries were also just uh, under the spotlight. So we've got a nice mix. Um, when we start getting the interviews that we personally hold with these students online, Brent, the people are going to be blown away. I mean, these 17, 18-year-olds don't come across as that. They are bright, bright, bright kids. So, I mean, that's my next question is how do we go from 100 to 5? Shame. Um, the only way to put it is with a lot of cruelty. <laughs> um, sure, man. It's just, it's hard. You know, we, what we actually try and do is we get them to jump through a few hoops. So again, Brent, it just comes down to, you know, fortunately, I'm the, you know, the founder of this and at, at till, till this point in time, I'm still in control. But um, the thing is that I decide that, um, I've decided that if people are not willing to jump through a hoop, then they are not deserving of the opportunity. You know, Brent, you know my history over the 20 years and just the the hoops that I've been willing to jump through to try and get that little bit of cake or reward or carrot at the end. And I'm just wanting to see the same in these students because I know if Brent and Rian do want these students to be in 10 years' time, the 27, 28-year-olds on the brink of making their career jump, we'd want them making big, big decisions in a boardroom and brave decisions. Now, if a guy's not willing to go the extra mile in an entry to go to Antarctica right now, they're not going to be the change makers that I'm envisaging they should be. And these guys and girls, um, these young adults, that's exactly what you're looking for. That's exactly uh, the knowledge and the opportunity that you want to give them so that they can become these change makers and leaders of tomorrow. When you, when you have the five, well, when are we going to do the trip? Where is the trip? When, when is it happening? Yeah, we listen, we, we still penciled in for the middle of January. Um, we may have just um, some changes on those dates. But for right now, it's the middle of January. We are planning all around that. We take the guys for a week before to the Whip Nature Reserve, which is under the Cape Nature umbrella. Um, Brent, have you ever been there? It's, some, it's something. Have you actually been to the Whip? Never, never, Nature never. Reserve. No, I mean, we must arrange, you know, for you to get over there and just for you to to just immerse yourself in, you know, we hear it all the time. I mean, you chat to many good people out there on the Good Things Guy space where guys are making a difference in the environmental economy, where Cape Nature's goal is exactly that, you know, get Brent and, and Rian and friends, et cetera, to do with Nature Reserve, have them fall in love with with what biodiversity actually means and how that inf- affects my life in the city and in Danefern and in, in Bloemfontein. 
that experience is what's changed me. We must arrange for you also to be able to go. And because this is what we do for those top 10 is we take them to the whip. We immerse them in a, in a lovely experiential educational um, space. And we get some real hotshot lecturers that come and share their stories with them, not just the university lecturers, but actually people with real stories. We work on their personal growth. And then at the end of that week, we choose the students that go to Antarctica. And this year, hopefully, Minister Motsecha, our education minister, will be the one that announces them. But Brent, then they're in line for a, an incredible six, seven days in Antarctica with another jam-packed schedule of activities that we do over there with them. Okay, so I don't want to I don't want to leave everybody out because obviously there'll be some listeners that are going, ah, we should have entered. We didn't even know anything about this. And I'm sure that this is going to continue next year and you and you will be doing it again. So any advice to maybe the parents who have children who are these leaders of tomorrow and may want to enter the 2022 campaign? What, what advice do you have for them? You know what, I'd, I'd say they they can just follow the platforms. I think that's going to be a good start that we have on most of the social media spaces like the, the Instagrams, TikToks, and um, also Facebooks, et cetera, and Twitter, where they could just see what the process is. Because, I, Brent, I can see already the, 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 the students that have reached out from the day that they actually entered, just to ask small little things like, when is the cutoff? Um, is there any additional things that we need to know? Do I need to have a passport ready now, etc.? Those are the students that land up being ahead of the curve and ahead of the other students and ahead of the pack and the ones we notice. So um, if those parents are listening and the students are listening, just get involved, follow the Instagram lives, um, interact um, but you're going to be ready to engage very, very maturely, but also very robustly next year when we open the entries again. Well, I'm looking forward and I'm sure our listeners are looking forward to watching this year's campaign unfold and see those five young students make their way to Antarctica with you. It's been amazing catching up with you, Rian. For all of our listeners, so you're looking for matrix in, Antar- in Antarctica. That's a little bit of a, a tongue twister there. <laughs> matrix in yeah. Antarctica is what you're looking for on all the social media spaces. And that's where you're going to follow this journey. You're going to see these young kids experiencing a once in a lifetime opportunity, a bucket list trip that is really going to give them insight into how we uh, we protect our earth and this one earth we have. Rian Mansa, thank you for joining me today and spending some time on, on the Good Things Jackpot. Uh, thanks so much, man. It's always a pleasure chatting to you. Cheers, Brian.